0: You're listening to The 7 Transformations Podcast with your host, Tudor Alexander. For the show notes to this episode, stay connected at the 7 Transformation is an ongoing journey, and it is good that we don't have to walk that path alone. My name is Tudor Alexander, and this is my weekly podcast where I share my life lessons on and off the competitive floor with a few stories in between. What's up, guys? Thank you for joining me today. My name is Tudor Alexander, and I am your host for the 7 Transformations podcast. Thank you so much for joining me in this episode. I wanted to share with you some insights that has uh, been on my mind a lot lately, especially I just kind of took a bike ride around my neighborhood. It's nice and dark outside, and it's really given me a chance to think about a lot of things that have been on my mind as I've been writing this book and, uh, you know, performing, competing a lot of things that relate with performance, obviously, in the, the high-level sport that I have been doing uh, for the last, you know, 10, 15 years of my life with ballroom dancing. So, a lot of times, you know, we we get caught up in in perfectionism in in when we're achieving something great, when we're looking to to improve something. I know, for example, as a as a dancer, you know, and, and I use these metaphors very uh, liberally because I know that this can apply to everybody. It's not just in dancing but i think that anything in business or you know in in athletics in academics and science we we shoot for for high goals for things that we want to achieve that are beyond the present moment that are taking a lot of our energy and skill and time and investment so in doing that we we start running this this conversation in our minds and we develop a very acute sense of evaluating the situation in terms of what's missing. You know, you look at, like, for example, again, I use dance as a metaphor. If I'm at the studio and I, I, I'm i practicing, I have to be very careful that when I'm watching myself, even with students too, I mean, with students, you tend to be a little bit, you know, more forgiving, obviously, and nice because they're paying you. But the point is, is that especially with ourselves, we tend to be very harsh. And when, when I look at myself in the mirror, I used to have such a constant chattering in my mind of, okay, well, that's not good enough. Or, oh, you know, that leg isn't straight enough. That doesn't look good. Every time you do something, your mind is chattering. Now, again, this can be a business or an academic. So let's say, you know, you're writing a paper or a dissertation, or you're presenting something in a meeting. How often do we go over the material that we create? And we're constantly scrutinizing it, you know, and that's important. The whole point of this is that that's it, part of the approach. It's just half of the approach. And the whole idea behind looking at something with both eyes is that one of those eyes is the eyes of a perfectionist, which, you know, you're looking at a situation through the eyes of experience and through the eyes of what you want out of it, what's missing, what could be more. And the other side, which I, which I find very important, especially recently in my life, is the eye of a novice, you know, the person who's recently new at something, you know, that that approaches it with curiosity uh, as an experience rather than seeing what it could be or what it isn't and what it should be and so on. And by looking, by having one eye that's a perfectionist and one eye that's a novice, you can look at something with both, you know, both sides of the coin because it's very easy when you're, you know, looking at something just from the perspective of what's wrong, what's missing, what's not working. To get caught up in this momentum to get caught up in you know this this feeling of emptiness frankly you know and and that's something that I think we all experience especially when you run your own business again when you're doing great things and I've experienced that a lot lately you know I've experienced that a lot in my dancing in my partnership and we've had a lot of conversations even with students too about balancing perfectionism with that curiosity and I call it curiosity for excellence being able to, to, to look at something curiously for the experience and why you're doing it, but also being able to employ, you know, like technique of what you're doing and, and, and skill and, and hunger for something better. You know, and, and the important thing, another important thing to remember is that you, you have both eyes and each of them is one perspective of, of the whole truth. But the person who is bouncing between those two perspectives—that's really you. That's your consciousness. You know, we we are not a perfectionist, and we are not a novice. Those are two perspectives that I can take on, and the and the part that takes it on is, is your consciousness. You know, you have just like any other situation. There is always multiple perspectives, but. Th- you aren't one of those perspectives. You know, just because you learn something and you believe in it doesn't mean it is the ultimate truth and it is you. It is a truth that you can choose. And the part of you that's choosing and that can move between these different little islands of truth and of being, that's the part you got to tune into. That's your consciousness. That's, that's the nothingness that that is free from the limitations of one perspective. And if that sounds too philosophical you know, think of it like, again, like a set of islands, you know, and and you're you're a person and you're on an island. You can only be on one island at a time, but you have the opportunity to to fly between them, to float between them. And you have to choose at some point, you know, where you want to be, but that doesn't mean you have to stay there. And the same goes with being a perfectionist and balancing your curiosity with it. You know, they say, They say that there's you know ignorance is bliss and there's this whole cycle of of learning if you're if you're not familiar, the stages of learning. On the first part you've got unconsciously incompetent, meaning you you don't know what you don't know, like you're you're unconsciously incompetent at what you're doing. So when you're approaching something for the first time, you you see it you know, you don't see what's wrong with it because you don't know what's wrong with it, you know. So you're able to really connect to the experience and to have fun, to enjoy it for for the sensory experience that it is. You know, when people first learn how to dance, for example, it, it's an experience that's fun. It's, you're moving around to music. You don't really realize all the things that you're doing wrong, you know. And as we get better, we, as a dance teacher especially, it's kind of my job to ruin the fun in a sense by, by, by taking it to that next step of, you know, consciously incompetent. So you have unconsciously incompetent and you have consciously incompetent where you realize, okay, well, this is actually supposed to be forward, not just bouncing around. Then I have to take a sidestep or whatever else. And again, use these metaphors liberally for other parts of your life. It's the same way for academics or business. You know, in the beginning, when you're learning something, it's all new and fun, but as you try to perfect it and get better, that's when you start becoming conscious of your incompetence, because the next level after that is uh, consciously competent, meaning through repetition and time, as you improve your skills, you do become competent about it, you know, but there's that lag time, there's a lag time between, you know, the, the conscious incompetence and conscious competence, which that's where you're going to experience the most resistance. You know, you have a loss of innocence that happens when you realize that you're incompetent. <laughs> and as you, you know, weather that loss of innocence with your willpower and with your determination and your diligence and you become consciously competent, you know, you start to, to get a finer appreciation for what you're doing. And then the final level is unconsciously competent, where... You know, you you basically are in the zone and you're not thinking about it anymore. And it's just, it's a part of you. It's it's who you are. And, you know, these cycles, they go, they keep going. Because once you're unconsciously competent and you're in the zone and it's part of who you are, then there's another layer to get to it. And then the whole cycle repeats itself. So as you do this, you have to understand that the perfectionist I and the novice eye are exchanging roles. In the beginning, the novice eye, you're seeing with your novice eye. You're approaching it with curiosity, with excitement, with novelty. And as you start learning and your analytical brain comes in, then the perfectionist eye kicks in and you see only with that eye. And then as you get better and more competent and hopefully unconsciously competent, you can really appreciate that experience again, but in a different way, in a higher level way. And the whole point is that Throughout the process, for you to get to that unconsciously competent level, you have to balance your eyes in a sense. You have to balance your eye for perfectionism with your eye for curiosity. If you're, you know, either one, if it's too much, will stop you and, and stop the process. Meaning, if you're too much of a perfectionist and both of your eyes are seeing only with perfectionism, then you're going to burn out because there's always something better. You're always going to find something wrong with it, and you'll never really complete it and gain the experience necessary to move forward. Likewise, if you never, if you see it only as a novice in the sense of only light, you know, fun with no need to move forward, then you aren't going to move forward. You know, there's nothing going to drive you to, to the next step, to that next future. You know, part in part, what drives us to the future is the need for something more. You know, that's that's for everything. If you want a future in anything, you want, you know, I want to go to Hawaii. It's because I want more relaxation, you know, in some sense. Or maybe I just want to go to Hawaii. But usually part of our motivations for doing things is because we uh, we want more out of something. So you have to balance that because to get to that final level of unconsciously competent, where you're appreciating the experience for what it is, but on a higher level after achieving all those different layers. To get there, it really takes a balance of both. So these have been thoughts that have been on my mind for a while. And on my bike ride today, I really uh, started thinking about it. You know, it's. I had a teacher, a coach that would tell us to have only one eye in and one eye out when you're performing in the sense that I have one eye outward towards my partner towards the people that I'm performing for. And again, take this for anything, public speaking, uh, basketball. I don't care. It's all the same. And one eye inward, meaning you are, you know, also internally connected to yourself and the feeling and what you're doing. And I, I thought that was really cool to be able to use one eye for different functions. And so the same thing goes for this one eye as a perfectionist and one eye as. A novice, as as the curious explorer, as the child, you know, so be able to use both of your eyes in what you're doing and balance that so that you can become the best that you can be and also enjoy the ride there. So, thank you so much for listening, for supporting the show. I hope you're having a great time. Let me know what you feel, what your thoughts are. I'm looking to start a Facebook group probably for the show at some point, excuse me, in the near future. I'm really slugging away at this book, and I hope to be finished with it relatively soon. If you want to stay in touch with that, uh, you can sign up through my website. I've got a little email list there. But I'm really excited for it. It's going to be an awesome thing. I've wanted to do something like this for for the last three years, really all, my whole life. But I've been, you know, mulling it and, and typing up my notes and organizing them for, for the last two or three years. So I'm really excited to finish this personal project and share it with everybody. It's going to be an awesome book it's about the last 15 years of my life competing in ballroom dancing and teaching and learning all the things that i've been talking to you about on this podcast so stay tuned and thank you so much for listening and for being part of the show and have a great rest of your morning or evening wherever you are and we'll see you friday you're listening to the seven transformations podcast with your host Tudor alexander for more episodes like these, subscribe or stay connected at the 7